Well, hello, and welcome to Taxing Poetic. I'm your host, Jenny. And I'm Tim. And today is one of our regional series. We're going to talk about our West Coast friends, California, Hawaii, Oregon, Washington, and Alaska. And we are calling this series 72 and Sunny. Is that really accurate? 72 and Sunny? I mean, I'm originally from Washington and like we're recording in July. We're usually wearing sweatshirts this time of year. Yeah, I, I think Washington, not so much with the sunny. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering, uh, JB, when you named this episode, uh, if you really thought that Alaska and Hawaii were next to each other, like <laughs> how they have on the weather maps on TV, because um, it, it's it not. It could not be further than the yeah, truth. So I just stopped uh, thinking about it after Hawaii. I was oh, like, oh, 72 and sunny. That sounds good. Right. That sounds fantastic. That sounds great. Yeah. Sun in Oregon. So, yeah, Alaska, maybe Hawaii. Uh, yeah. And Washington. Maybe we should call it 72 and moldy. Oh, <laughs> I love it. I know. Gross. Anyways, gross. Yeah, gross. Anyway, okay. So it's not so sunny in um, Alaska or Washington, but California, Hawaii, hey, Oregon. Fantastic. Yeah. So, right on. Anyway, um, yeah, Alaska. They have some uh, some decent sales tax news because there is no state sales tax, right? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. One of the <clears throat> one of the original no sales tax states, except for at the locals. Exactly. So, yes. Yeah, so that's a little distinctive. And <clears throat> makes uh, remote seller laws into Alaska an awful lot of fun with having to do the filings every single month there with all the individual little tribal communities and little cities and stuff like that they have to report tax in so you would think it would be easy because there'd be no state sales tax but throwing the local in is definitely a mess yes it's it's a little difficult absolutely we will get into that for sure well before we do anything we actually got our first email uh from a user called taxi mctaxface are you serious yeah Uh, absolutely which is great thank you we asked for thank you taxi we asked for content it's a weird email but it's an email nonetheless okay so i'm just going to read it uh, verbatim i'm not making any of this up okay uh so i have a question honestly i think you guys are making this stuff up my grandmother was having a party for her pet ferret she asked for 10 gallons of lemonade i went through the drive-through of my local quick serve a week ago bought 10 gallons of lemonade and some snacks and i paid tax on all of it then Gammy calls me back after I left, and she needed 10 more gallons of lemonade. Don't ask. What are you ask. doing with 20 gallons of lemonade? <laughs> I know, she I, says, don't ask. I I don't, dude, that's I, a heck of a party. I have that so is, many questions. There's Wait. so many gallons of lemonade, and why would you buy them a drive But it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> 10, so 10 gallons of lemonade. A ferret? I go into a grocery store and buy them, and they do not charge me sales tax. Like, what gives? This sounds like complete <laughs> And you guys are making these rules up as you go. Whoa. <laughs> Hey, tone down the language. Wow. No, I'm going to have to That's beep. a little aggressive. I'm going to beep our first email. Um, okay, so... Uh, Who knew our first email was going to be an angry an person? An angry person. With ferrets. I know. Well, Tax and tax face. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I guess the question here is why is there ta- sales tax in a drive through and not at a grocery store? Oh, Jenny, can I take it? Tim, that is totally you. Yeah, okay. I don't know. Um, I suppose... Gammy, where are they? If Gammy's where living in look? California... Okay. Which I'm guessing this individual would probably be calling about. Um, more than likely, they're talking about the 80-80 rule in California. And California has this really weird thing where basically if greater than 80% of your sales in a food establishment are considered to be taxable, then you should tax 100% of your sales. So like if you're buying stuff from, you know, like if you go into a, 
an Arby's or if you go into a Sonic and you want to get, you know, like taxi here, if you wanted to get some, um, you know, gallons of something from, you know, gallons of lemonade from, from the store, well, 80% of the sales and transactions that occur at that location are actually considered to be taxable. So they would not have to tax or they would tax you, excuse me, on the gallons themselves. But if you're buying the gallons of tea or gallons of lemonade, whatever, at a grocery store, groceries in California are typically exempt and the majority of the sales in a grocery store would be exempt. So you would not pay tax on it. It's just something weird that California has that you have the option if you want as a food establishment to track these sales separately and you can tax them and non-tax them as long as you justify the taxation of it. It's a really convoluted process, but that's why most food establishments go with the 80-80 rule and they say, hey, we're just going to tax everything. And it makes our life really, really easy. Why is it called 80-80? Uh, it's 80% of your sales. I mean, I don't know why they call it the 80-80 rule. That's should actually it just really be 80? Yeah. I was always <laughs> like, well, should it be 80-20? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like, oh, yeah. it's 80-20. So where does the 20 come in? No, but I mean, it's they, really call it, they, yeah, they call it the 80-80 rule. When you look it up, it's called the 80-80 rule. So, if there's uh, one thing I know about taxes, it's that the numbers aren't important. Well, and also <laughs> the naming conventions typically don't make any sense either. Yeah, that makes no sense to you me. Have a gross receipts tax, but there's a ton of deductions. Well, it's not really gross receipts, then, is it? Yeah. Right? So, so okay, anyways. aggressive, gammy, ferret caller. Um, <laughs> what we're saying here is we don't make the laws, okay? We just have to abide by them. Yeah, basically. You and know. what? We're trying to keep you out of prison, right? Yeah, hey, you know, and that's the famous joke. What do you call yeah. a creative accountant? A felon. So, yeah. <laughs> right. So, yeah, that's all we're trying to do is keep you aware of the laws. That's exactly right. Yes. So all, yeah, don't shoot the messengers. Yeah, exactly. So, well, well awesome. you can shoot Tim. That's fine. But, um, so you got any nerdy news? Do I have nerdy news? Oh, and thanks taxi McTaxface for writing in, yes! uh, aside from the awesome, uh, the awesome name, the username, which is going to be great. Hopefully we'll get to hear from you more or hear from some other users out there on interesting questions. But, and if you are going to ask a question, make sure you tell us where you're actually writing from. That would be kind of a good point. That's on you, Taxi McTaxi. Yes. That is exactly on you. We're just inferring. So hopefully you're in California. But yes, exactly. Not in ferreting. We're inferring. Ferreting. Taxi McTaxi store a list of people we will apologize to. I know. Well, again, that's mm. it is on Taxi McTaxi. Well, he or her was awfully aggressive in their email. Maybe I they know. should apologize to us. Yeah. That's the famous thing that we always say about sales tax. Depends on the state. That's right? exactly so it. So if we yeah. don't know where you're calling from, then if you're in Montana, it doesn't matter, right? We're taking a guess. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. We're All right. So on to nerdy news. Okay, what do you got? News. So our next segment is nerdy news. Uh, from time to time in these segments, we'll offer you some uh, current legislative updates. And yeah, for 72 and sunny, we've got some. Our first one is for California. So California love. Yeah. Awesome. I'll try not to get sued or just <laughs> offer me a record contract. It's fine. Okay. If anybody has any spare earplugs in the audience, please send them. <laughs> <laughs> just turn your, I know, turn your earphones off. <laughs> I had to sing that. I know you did. Yeah, it's given. I know. There aren't any songs about Oregon, I don't think so. Okay. So for California, this is the latest uh, nerdy news I have that the California Court of Appeals has ruled that the provision under the Keep Groceries Affordable Act of 2018. Gotta love the titles of these things. I know. Awesome. I mean, I'm all about keeping groceries affordable. Yeah. I mean, I've got teenagers. So um, anyway, it penalized uh, charter cities for imposing local soda taxes, and they ruled it's unconstitutional. 
So Tim, um, text poetic about that for a moment. Yeah, so basically if you're looking at digesting this, so there was a provision, I guess, that was actually put in by the state that was the Keep Groceries Affordable Act that eliminated sin taxes on sodas, right? So basically had to get rid of, there There used to be specific taxes, actually there still are, like City of Chicago has one, I think San Francisco has one. There's a number of different cities that actually penalize, quote unquote, individuals for or should I say um, people for actually consuming sugary beverages. And what this basically said is that the court said that this grocery or Keep Groceries Affordable Act was unconstitutional for penalizing cities for having those taxes. So it's kind of like a double negative. So it's basically someone brought up the case and said, hey, we're going to go ahead and say that you cannot penalize a city for having a syntax, and so the cities are technically allowed to have the syntax, and they're going to keep those syntaxes in place. Got it. So it's not really saving anybody any money. The Keep Groceries Affordable Act was going to keep, you know, try to save people money and get rid of these syntaxes, but guess what? Not so much. Not so much. There, there it was is. a great, Tim GPT. Yeah, I know Tim GPT. Yes, I know <laughs> our own version of Chat GPT right here. Uh, there was a great Parks and Recreation episode about this too, about soda taxes. It was really fun. Yeah, you'll have to check it out. I have to check it out. Yeah, it's a great show. Love it. Okay, so next, uh, let's go to Oregon. Again, I don't have a song for Oregon to sing. But why is Oregon even in here? They don't even have taxes. They don't even have sales tax. I mean, they have taxes, folks. I mean, sorry, that was. That was a lie. Yeah. They do have tax. They have property tax. They have a gross receipts tax. Um, right. But anyways. They're one of the nomads, right? That's no. right. They're one of the nomads. Well, the O. The reason why Oregon is in here, Tim, is that uh, local voters in Josephine County voted down a proposal for a 3% seasonal sales tax. Boy, that would have been fun to implement. Oh, my gosh. What yeah. was the period on that? What is that? April through November? Oh, yeah, April Yeah, April through November. Uh, taking care of those people wanting to go to uh, sunny Oregon beaches. I know. Nice. Where it's sunny in 72. You ever vacationed in Oregon? I've never been to Oregon. Actually, I can tell you. I, I vacationed there as a yeah. kid, and I remember having photos. My family took me in Cannon Beach, Oregon in August, and we were in long sleeve shirts and pants and rain gear because it was pouring down rain. It was like 67 degrees. That sounds amazing. Yeah, you know, I mean, I don't know. I mean, if beachgoers aren't real big in the Northwest, it's kind of interesting. But I will tell you, the be the beaches are beautiful there. That's where they uh, film the Goonies. That's it, man. Astoria, Oregon. Oh, no way. Yeah, the Goondocks. I didn't know that. Absolutely. Oh. I used to, to go fishing out of Astoria. We Aww. used to go catch sturgeon on the Columbia River. Yeah, you were probably in the Goonies. <laughs> I am a Goonie. Yeah. Kind of catching you know, the flack for this, but it doesn't hold up. I watched it I, recently. I, I didn't I didn't like it. Are you kidding me? Really? I, just keep it in your childhood. So we have, an we have an open position for a new producer. <laughs> Someone willing to come and take JB's spot would be absolutely fantastic. No, there are How several... Do you, dude, I watch that every time it's on TNT, and I love it. There it are several movies that I loved as a kid that I've tried to show my own kids, and I've rewatched them as an adult, and I'm like, yeah, these are terrible. The never-ending story. The never-ending story. Is exactly. that terrible? Leave the, it in your childhood. Yeah. I couldn't... I, I, I will agree with that. Somebody I, told me that, and I didn't listen. We'll, I tried, and then I, I was like, "Why have I done that?" We'll have to discuss later because, yeah, that was a big wow. Brutal. Yeah, that was that was terrible. Oh my god! Okay. Get back on back okay. on tap. So Oregon. Okay, so so Tim. Moral of the story is they could have had a sales tax. Now, if they had passed it, we would have had to file just one local jurisdiction return, right? That's basically it. Yeah, which yep. would have kind of sucked. Would have been a lot of fun, and you only yep. calculate it and collect it for effectively seven months out of the year, which is awesome. Yeah, so yeah. thank you, Oregon voters. Thank you, Josephine County. I know. That was really nice for you for voting that down. Awesome. I'm sorry you don't have the uh, extra revenue, though. 
Um, you'll get it somewhere else. Hey, maybe with a soda tax. <laughs> How about that? Okay. Don't give me any ideas. Okay. So, all right. Next one. Hawaii. Oh, it's my dream to go there. Okay. So I can't pronounce. Okay. Maui, Hawaii, Kauai. Is that how you say that? So with the apostrophes, you're supposed to put an emphasis on the second syllable. So it's supposed to be Hawaii and Kauai and stuff like that. Oh my God. You're so annoying. Okay, I'm just so, saying, you yeah, know, sorry. for our fellow Hawaiian listeners, I made an attempt, even though my pronunciation was probably terrible, but well, anyways, obviously I butchered it. So there we go. Thanks world traveler. Okay. Oh, wow. So, um, those counties that Tim just mentioned, uh, collaborated, collaborated to streamline the payment process for the TAT tax, the TAT tax transient accommodations tax and they have a new online payment portal which is huge wow that's pretty awesome yeah hey so. way, to, way to be advanced to why that's fantastic even though in all honesty i've never even looked into the transient accommodations tax but obviously it's going to be a big deal for our hoteliers and other folks that own re resort establishments in hawaii so that'd did, be pretty interesting for them to take a look at that did you put the right emphasis on <coughs> hoteliers oh, it sounds dear. like i know Great. Just so now, sure. yeah. yeah, my vocabulary is going to be under complete scrutiny every single time that we do this. I'm just making sure. I mean, right. you know, all right. You should look up the name of the state fish for Hawaii. It is amazing. It is. Umanuka Wow, triple word score. I don't know why I know that. <clears throat> to JV, but yeah. Mela Kamikimaka? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Can I start singing that? Please don't. Please don't. Okay. <laughs> Damn it. Okay, so all right, let's yeah. wrap this up. Let's give me one more state. Give me one more. No, good we state have two more. No, oh, no, don't rush gosh. me along. We're this is come on. This is our regional series. We need to discuss every state. We only have two more. Just relax. Okay, so Alaska on April sixteenth, Governor Mike Dunleavy said he is prepared to introduce a statewide sales tax as part of a long-term budget plan for the state. Here we are just talking about, oh, Alaska doesn't have a state sales tax. Neither does Oregon, and now both of them are trying to implement it. I know. Well, awesome. not really, I mean, a huge surprise. Revenue, right? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Easiest way to raise it. So um, they have proposed a 2% statewide sales tax as part of a long-term state fiscal plan. And so, um, yeah. Is there a benefit to not having a sales tax? Why do the nomad states exist? <coughs> I mean, in all, in all honesty, most of the states, even the nomad states today, have some form of, of sales tax or what we call a, a transaction-based tax. New Hampshire has, you know, telecommunications-based transaction tax. They have some other local-like type taxes. Delaware has the gross receipts, right? We all file the gross receipts on an annualized basis or a quarterly basis in Delaware. Actually, they even have monthly filing requirements, I think, for some they of do. our clients. They yeah, do. Wholesalers. For, yeah, wholesalers. Mm -hmm. So, um, but... I, I don't know historically what their position was. I mean, they all had some form of taxation, higher income taxes, higher property taxes, but now they're starting to see, much like in Alaska, Oregon, that transaction taxes do generate a ton of money, and, and they're, I, I think that you'll eventually see these nomad states go away. I agree. Yep. And uh, like you said, we're getting a step closer there in Alaska. There you go. All right, Washington. The Washington Excise Tax Advisory number 3191.2022 released uh, at the end of the year last year provides clarification and multiple examples on the treatment of rewards programs and the taxability of any associated quote unquote freebies. So, so, so if you're talking about a freebie, what is that alluding to, Jenny? What would we be talking about with giveaways? Give, yeah, like when companies want to give away um, items to market. But what type of tax buzz. is that? What, oh, transaction tax? 
use tax? Oh, use tax. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> totally okay. But no, that's what they're trying to clear. That's what they're trying to uh, clarify, right? Got it. So, oh, I got it. Okay. Yeah. Like, we used to have a big deal. There used to always be like a really big conversation um, in the quick service restaurant world around like uh, kids meals toys. Right. Right. And the fact that they would give away kids meals toys and whether the kid meal like the toy itself was included in the cost basis of the actual menu item or if there should be a separate use tax that was paid on that. A lot of states would hammer, um, you know, quick service restaurants on the on that whole conceptual idea many, many years ago. But that's all been gone. Get, you know basically kind of moved on. Um, it's, you know, a lot of people made successful arguments that it was all part of the cost basis. And, but anyways, use tax and freebies and promo items is still a very, very big deal. If you're, you know, a, a liquor distributor, right. Um, and you're giving away t-shirts and koozies and, you know, neon lights and stuff like that to your distributors, those distributors technically should be paying use tax on that stuff because there is a value on it. I see where you're going with that. So with the freebies um, and the use tax, if you're taking it out of your inventory, it means you're not selling it and collecting the sales tax from a customer. That's right. So if I took a freebie like a koozie or whatever out of my inventory and gave it away to a customer for marketing purposes, right. that's why I have to pay the use tax on it. And you typically would have to look to the imposition statute um, in a state. And when we talk about imposition statute, it's a state's right to impose a tax onto a company or a seller or a consumer. Okay. There's always a lot of questions on freebies and giveaways. Who is ultimately responsible? Is it the person who receives the free item or is it the person who gives away the item? Well, the person who receives it doesn't really know what the cost of that item is. Right. So the imposition of the tax should actually be on the seller, the person who actually originally purchased it and then gave it away because they know what the cost basis is and they should be the one who's actually responsible for uh, remitting the use tax on it. And traditionally... A sales and a use tax rate are usually the same, right? 100%. It used to be different. Right. You had some states that would have different use tax rates. Missouri is a famous one for that. They would have different use tax versus sales tax rates. That's all gone away. Uh, most states now just have the same exact uh, sales tax as use tax. Right, because it can be uh, a violation, right? Uh, uh, violation being? Of uh, complete auto transit and the four prongs, isn't that? Uniform tax. Yeah, uniform tax. Uh, yeah. I mean, have there been some cases about that? I think so. I mean, you could also look at it and say that, you know, people could make the argument that it's a different classification of tax, mm -hmm. so it wouldn't have to follow the uniformity rule. Okay. Um, and, and basically having to be a uniform tax as a sales tax because they're two separate buckets. But it just, uh, states caught so much flack for it being different and so confusing to actually abide by, which is why I think you saw the movement away from those different tax rate bases. There's still maybe some jurisdictions out there. Honestly, I don't have all 10,000 plus jurisdictions what? memorized. Yeah. Oh, sorry. That's <laughs> ridiculous. No, okay. Hello. But, um, yeah. But you could look them up if you needed to. A hundred percent. Yes. I don't okay. think, that, I really don't think that there's any anymore. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, if you have questions uh, about promos and freebies with your companies, um, just let us know. So what about the Hawaii? What's so interesting about Hawaii's tax regime, by the way? You know, the get tax. Oh, the get tax. Oh, yeah. The, 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 get, get, the get lost tax, the you get mean? The get lost tax. Oh, great. <laughs> I'm really going to offend some people. I know. Yeah. But no, yeah. I'd love to get lost in Hawaii for a while. That'd be Shh. awesome. I know. Um, when are we going on location? You're right. I know. JB. <laughs> General excise tax. That's why it's called the get. Okay. Right? So you have the general excise tax, and it's it, it truly is more of a 
gross receipts base. And we talk about a gross receipts type tax. We're talking about a tax that is truly on the gross receipts of the actual transaction, the gross proceeds of a company for a given time period. And there's typically with gross receipts taxes, there's very limited deductions, right? So Hawaii is a great case of that. Um, there are very few deductions that are allowed from their tax. You can pass that tax on and you can collect it from consumers. It is something that's completely allowed. Some other states like Washington, Washington's, you know, saying, hey, you can't collect the business and occupations tax, which is their, you know, kind of excise tax, if you were part of their excise tax regime, which is their gross receipts tax. But Hawaii says, yeah, you can pass this on to a consumer and you should, you know, collect it from them or you can't collect it from them. Um, but there's very, very limited deductions. So you need to be very careful when you're doing work in Hawaii. Yes. That's yeah. the rule. They are audit happy. Uh, very audit happy. Mm -hmm. um, and just, you know, it's, it's a... Um, interesting tax to abide by. Yes. That's what I'll say, to sure. be polite. Okay. There we so, go. So, mahalo. Mahalo. Mahalo on that. Mahalo. And mahalo. We're going to take a quick break. Awesome. We'll be right back we'll with right some, back. Uh, you know what's weird. Hi, we're back on Taxing Poetic, and we are ready for our next segment, which is, you know what's weird. What's weird? Besides you. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> All right. So we're going to cover each state here in our 72 and Sunny series, which is some little tidbits of, you know, what's weird. And let's start off with Washington. We'll just start, you know, at the continental U.S. upper left coast. So uh, Washington has a litter tax. I know personally, uh, I have my own client that pays a ton of litter tax and uh, because, yeah, they produce beer and there's beer cans. Yep. So, so tell me a little bit about the, the litter tax. Tim. Not that I'm all knowing, but from what I understand, Washington imposes it on <clears throat> certain industries. Um, it could basically be like retail food establishments, grocery stores. It can be manufacturers of certain types of products like cigarettes. Beer, beer, um, you know, and and it, it anything that contributes per the state, anything that actually contributes to litter within the state, they've decided to impose a litter tax. So whatever your gross receipts are, you take the gross receipts of your sales, multiply it times this fractional percentage that they have. It's a very low percentage, but like you said, for a number of our clients, that number can be huge. It can be, it can be thousands of dollars. Well, right? and it's not just retail sales. It's also wholesale sales. That's right. Yes. So it, exactly. It's imposed on wholesalers. It's imposed on manufacturers. It can be imposed on retailers, right? And they also, you know, other states have bag taxes. This is Washington's way of combating that. Right. Oh, there yeah. Bag taxes. Well, real quick. That's like a plastic bag tax. That's right. Save the dolphins. Right. Yes. They Save are important. I mean, they are. Yeah. But Don't. Yeah. Anyway, Tim. <laughs> on, on. Sorry, Flipper. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yep. We love our plastic bags. Just kidding. Um, okay. Next state, we're gonna talk about Oregon and their. Speaking of animals, their cat tax. Yeah. 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 Exactly. It's their corporate yeah. corporate activity tax that they decided to impose. I think it was like two years ago that they came out and did it following. Uh, Ohio and a couple of these other jurisdictions. It was only two years ago? Yeah, it was two, 2019. Oh, really? Yep, and they uh, I think they implemented it in January of... Oh, I thought it was older than that. No. 2019 was four years ago. Yeah, no. <laughs> just so that everybody knows. Yeah, Tim, We did not record this in 2021. Tim, Tim does good at math. <laughs> wow. 
Has it really been four years? It's hot in here. It's okay. Holy smokes. Did you get your uh, CPA at the University of Samoa? No, I did not. <laughs> I swear to God, I am a licensed Georgia CPA. So why is that cat? Why is that weird? The corporate? It's just, it's an odd way of imposing a tax. It's basically a gross receipts type tax on, on our corporations and corporate activity, excuse me, within the borders of Oregon. It's a lot like Ohio's commercial activities tax. There is some complexities. It's kind of moonlight is more, moonlights, excuse me, is more of a, an income based tax. So you should consult your income tax provider, which Jenny and I are not, but it is quite an interesting uh, tax regime that, that Oregon put in four years ago, excuse me, not to. So yes, <laughs> we yes. have helped a couple clients though with the Oregon cat. Yes. I mean, just guiding them through, guiding them through how to file it. Right. Um, and, and we yes. have some great relationships with some firms up in um, Oregon. If you have any questions about it, uh, these folks can definitely help you out. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, our next weird segment here is uh, for California. Yeah. Your favorite. Oh, the, so the manufacturing exemption. I think yes. some changes or extensions? Uh, extensions. Um, I mean, granted, it was supposed to expire. Um, it was originally, I think, put in place from like you know, 2017, 2018 through 2022, and they've now extended it to July 1st of 2030. But it is... Which In, is seven years from now. Seven, yes, thank you. <laughs> seven years. Um, it is a quite an interesting manufacturing exemption, though, because it's only a partial exemption, and it has a really odd rate. It's like three point one or three point three one seven five or something like that. It's something really awkward, of and course. you have to be very careful to look at the items that actually qualify underneath the exemption. Typically, their items have to be. Items that have a useful life of greater than a year, they have to be directly used on the manufacturing machinery. It can't be like consumable items. It is definitely not one of the broader based manufacturing exemptions that we've seen. Um, still can afford some exemptions and opportunity for some of our clients, but very narrowly defined, very, um, I won't say difficult to qualify, but a little bit more difficult to navigate than most manufacturing exemptions. So yeah, if you're taking exemptions in California, what you're saying is um, check yourself before you wreck yourself. Oh my God. Yes, Jenny, that's exactly <laughs> what I'm saying. And that's a technical term. Yes. Okay, good. All right. So California, that was California. Alaska, I've got a couple uh, for these with my research. So I did not know that Alaska is the only state that does not have a broad-based personal income tax or a statewide sales tax. Uh, I think there are a number of states that have uh, no state, personal state income tax, but they also have sales taxes. Yeah, like a friend's, you know, George's hat, and George's, you know, boots. We have, you have, you have Tennessee and, and Florida. Um, they, they, they both do not have personal income taxes, but they do have large, or should I say high, um, higher than normal sales tax rates. Um, but yeah, Alaska is kind of awkward that way. That's a good point. They do have a corporate based income tax. Um, we spent some time debating that a little bit ago, um, and, and, and our, and our quirkiness of, of Alaska, but yeah, it's, uh, um, you, you were right there. It is the only state in the U S that does not have a personal income tax or a statewide sales tax. That is pretty awkward. Yeah. And we touched on this earlier, um, when just doing our little updates about the states, about how Alaska doesn't have a statewide sales tax we've already covered, but they do have local jurisdictions that have sales tax uh, rates. And then even JB was um, giving us, he's so smart now about sales tax, <laughs> about remotes. He's all like, oh, remote sellers and physical presence, and he doesn't even need us anymore. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, give us a little more about uh, you know having 
economic and physical presence in the jurisdictions in Alaska. Yeah, so you will trigger, it's, it's kind of interesting as a remote seller into Alaska, you can trigger the economic nexus base in Alaska by all of your sales within the state, mm -hmm. but then you would have to register or you can go through the uh, Alaska Remote Seller Commission, I believe is the name of the organization. I don't know, don't hold me to that. It's something like that. Um, but you basically go through this website and you file monthly based off of your sales to individual jurisdictions within Alaska. So once you trigger that economic nexus threshold, then you'll have to go in and you have to submit a, you know, an, an online online filing, excuse me, each month. And if you're selling, you know, um, selling into Wasilla, if you're selling into Ketchikan or Sitka or any other, the, you know, or uh, the North Pole or the North Pole, believe it or not. Yep. You can definitely have, uh, um, you know, collection obligations uh, within those jurisdictions. So, you know, JB, if you're selling ice up there in Alaska, you're going to definitely have to do some collections if ice is taxable. And you're a dang good salesman if you can do that. There you go, man. <laughs> selling ice to Eskimos. Yes. And so now uh, on to the state that's right next to Alaska on the map when you look at the weather, uh, Hawaii. So Hawaii, what is weird, uh, is the GET. So GET, tell us about that. Just uh, your general collection of the GET is kind of awkward. Um, I mean, you collect the tax from your consumer. If you're a company, you go in, you're collecting the four and a half percent. Great. But what happens is, is that Hawaii actually taxes you on your tax collections. So if you have a thousand dollar sale and you collected $45, then you would turn around and have to pay tax. GET would be calculated on the thousand and forty-five dollars, which would mean you would owe like an additional two bucks or something like that on top of what you had already collected from your customer. It's basically a privilege. It's a tax on the privilege of doing business within the state. That's how they state it in their form instructions. And they say, you're going to pay that a little bit of extra tax. So sort of a B&O or not? So it's actually, honestly, it's exactly like the B&O. But it, not it, a tax on tax? It's not a tax on tax. No, okay. no. It's okay. a ta you, you're allowed to collect the majority of the taxes, kind of like a sales tax from a customer at four and a half percent, but you would still owe a fractional percentage above that as your cost of doing business. I feel like that's the weirdest one because I still kind of don't get it. I don't get it. Oh my gosh, I just got that. Oh, that's awesome. Can we please take a break? <laughs> <laughs> no, we must move on. I love it. All right, and so time for our final segment where we're going to actually grill the producer. Ooh, I can't wait. And see if JB has actually been awake this entire time. And, folks, I can tell you he has not. So this is going to be... <laughs> there were some times when I... <laughs> Only while Tim is talking, I assume. Uh, oh. Exactly. What have you been doing? <laughs> we'll see. Do you have something for him? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, JB, we mentioned that Washington has an interesting form of taxation, and it's only on certain types of businesses. What was that form of taxation, and what was it on? Nope. I'm like, nope. I don't even think I know what Over that was. one. Oh, man, litter tax. Oh, the litter tax. Oh, that's why I was uh, like, We what? just talked we about that. We just talked about this. I know. He kind of, I thought he was reaching way I further, thought it was just earlier. Exactly. And this yeah, isn't yeah, Stump yeah. the Schwami, man. I'm I trying know. to keep this simple. Throw sure. a big donut on the board for JB for oh, today. Yeah, okay. We're going to give him one more? I got, I got one. Okay. So, JB, when we were talking about California, is it the 80 rule? The 80-20 rule or the 80-80 rule? I got a multiple choice. I didn't even need it. I know it's the 80-80 rule because it doesn't – I also don't get why it is but called the 80 That's my rule. next question. Can you please explain that to me? Yeah, it, I don't think anybody can. I know. That makes no sense. I, I'm going to help you guys out. I just looked it up. 
here it is for everybody out there listening. The 80-80 rule applies when more than 80% of your sales are food and more than 80% of the food that you sell is taxable. So there is something to the other 80. They didn't just make that Did up. I say that, that they made it up? That would have been good to know earlier. Well, hello, I didn't just make it up. I know. Well, I'm just saying. Like Otherwise, I've just been sitting here spinning all day. Well, hey, you know what? We can go back and re-record it. <laughs> I don't have to make you no, listen to no it way. all over again. No way. I don't want to listen to you anymore. I love it. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So, yes. Time to wrap up. Thank you uh, for listening to our regional series, 72 and Sunny. Even, even though, though not everybody's in 72 and not everybody's sunny. I know. I but know. it's okay. It's okay. That's all right. We uh, before we ask people to subscribe, we do have to apologize to a couple of groups. Oh. Um, Taxing Tax Face just, I don't know. I feel like it was our first time somebody wrote in. We got somebody and we, I feel we like we don't want to beat them up. But I don't know. Okay. Just let's apologize. Taxing so, Tax Face. Sorry, taxi. Uh, whoever owns the rights to California love. Oh, uh, yeah. Sorry. sorry. Yeah. Saying, yeah. Po- apologize for that. Uh, that. The person yeah. who named the Keep Groceries Affordable Act. We oh, kind of ripped yeah. on that person. Uh, the Goonies, uh, the Hawaiian language, dolphins, and maps. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Dolphins. Dolphins. Poor dolphins. So you guys have to say sorry. That's oh, the point. Well, and Sean William sorry. Scott, you know, we got to apologize for him. I mean, like a big part of the Goonies. Mm-hmm. There you go. What's Stifler? No, where's Sean Williams? No, that's who's not Sean Williams. Got Sean Astin. Sean now Astin. we're gonna have to apologize to Sean God, Astin. We're gonna you are, Rudy, you, I'm you very don't know sorry. Any pop culture. You know what? Uh, I was like, what Stifler was in the Goonies? Like, I need to go we're back and watch that. We're supposed to be that. apologizing, and we keep adding to the list yeah, of people we need sorry. to apologize to. So uh, oh my God, I love it. People yeah. who watch Sean Astin. Our our fault. Yeah. Sean totally, Astin. totally diminished your role in Lord of the Rings. After this, you're gonna have to listen to a pop culture podcast to get up to speed. JB, that'll be Grill the producer, aka me on that. So awesome. <laughs> Thank you all very much. Oh, please like and subscribe and email us in with any questions that you have. Yes. And just a reminder, you don't have to listen to these all in order. You can mix them up and yep. you don't even have to listen to all of them, but it would make me really happy. So exciting to jump really? from like episode eight to episode two to episode three. Totally. And yes. it would only um, hurt my feelings a little bit if you didn't listen to all of them, but we would love it if you would listen to all of our episodes. Love it. They're super funny. And yeah, you can subscribe. What follow us on what LinkedIn? What else we got? Instagram. Instagram. Yep. Um, so thanks for listening today. Thanks a lot, y'all. Bye.